Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Something I for sure love having in my home is super clean countertops. And I love when it smells good too. So you can bring the vacation vibes to your home with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy with a refreshing scent that'll transform your space into a tropical island retreat and give you a powerful clean. No plane ticket required. Unleash your self-expression with the enchanting coconut fragrance of Clorox Sentiva. You can get yours at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful, thing. Laugh a little more, thing. Tight, tighten up your core, thing. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. Happy Thursday, Amy here. And real talk, I am someone that has feared finances for much of my life. Like, it's something that gives me anxiety, so much so that I spent years just avoiding it as much as I possibly could. And I'm at a point in life where I'm having to grow up a little bit and take charge of things. And the process has been a little exhausting. It's caused tears, which is why I'm thankful to have Paco De Leon on with us. She's a personal finance expert, author of Finance for the People and host of the Weird Finance Podcast. So Paco, when it comes to finances, I am Definitely excited to get your money-saving tips, but I also love that you dig deeper with why we are the way that we are with money. It's not as simple as just knowing information and, and executing. So let's start there. Absolutely. Let's face it. With the internet, we have the information. And what I've learned is it's more about our own psychology and our own emotions, and everybody gets in their own way. And that really fascinates me. It fascinates me to try to understand why we are the way we are and how do we become who we want to become. And I happen to study finance. I happen to be in this industry. So I'm going down that path. But what I've really learned is that how you behave with your money, that relationship you're in with your money, it can be replicated across other relationships that you have in your life. So your relationship with your mom, your relationship with your partner, your relationship to food, your relationship to your body, to spirituality. 
we're all learning how to be better. And I want to help people do it through their finances so that they can apply it to other areas of their lives. I've spent years and years uninvolved in my finances, probably since I was a late teenager and I got a checking account. I was like, oh man, this is not for me. I'm overwhelmed. And I think it has to do with some things that I saw my dad go through money-wise. And then as a young adult, I just coasted by. I tell you what, when I got married at 25, I fully passed the torch. I wanted nothing to do with money, not my lane. But here I am at 41, trying to figure it all out and take control of my finances. And it's so empowering, but it has not been easy. I mean, seriously, the way that my body reacts to it is not normal. (laughs) But I also have compassion for myself because... I'm doing the best that I can. Wait, we got to double click on the dad thing, Amy. Well, I guess a theory would be that when I was a kid, my dad went bankrupt. And I would definitely say that the stress of that was one of the reasons that my dad ended up moving out. And then ultimately my parents got divorced. So yeah, that's an example of money changing the trajectory of my life in in a negative way. And probably my earliest memory of fear around it. Have you worked on like exploring the kind of wounding and the and the trauma that came when your life was completely uprooted and changed forever after your dad filed for bankruptcy? Because that to me seems like a very obvious thing that happened that created a domino effect of your life changing. And I definitely think that you probably have a complicated relationship to money. Like if you sat down and you wrote a letter to money and you let money know how you felt, there would probably be a lot of pushing and pulling and a lot of confusion. I need you, but I hate you. You weren't there for me. You know, like understanding that it's necessary in your life, but it's caused you so much pain. And that's probably where I would think that a lot of your issues begin with. And it feels big to me. Bankruptcy feels big. Your parents getting divorced feels big. And to me, it makes sense that you would turn away from it and you would avoid it rather than do the hard thing of like really sitting down and facing the fact that what happened was painful and it's a ball of wax to really unpack. And you don't know where that's going to lead you, right? You're going to like blow up your life in a way sometimes when you force yourself to look at these things. Therapy has forced me to look at areas where I shut down. Then, you know, thankfully it showed me where I need work and I'm waking up. Like I can log into all of my accounts now. I know what money is coming in. I know what money is going out. I'm thinking of creative ways to feel good without spending money so that I can save more. I'm paying attention to my 401k. It's awesome knowing that I'm capable and also that these actions are taking care of future me too. I think it's important to really care about your future adorable, wrinkly, gray-haired self. They're counting on you. They're counting on this version of you with your able body and your sharp mind while you can to earn a lot of, you know, earn enough money to not just nourish and take care of your current self, but to put some money away for your future self. That's like one psychological trick that I've learned. And there's been studies about this where They'll take participants and they'll, you know, they'll have a form and the form will say, would you like to elect to contribute money to your 401k? And half the participants will just have a form and maybe a picture of their current self or no picture at all. I can't remember. And then the other half of participants 
they'll have this like CGI, like forward looking older version image of themselves on the form. And the folks who have the form with their old face on it tend to contribute towards retirement. So for the, anyone who's struggling about, you know, to put money away for retirement on the emotional side, I would say, think about your, you know, draw a picture of, or, or use one of those filters where you age yourself and look at yourself and really care for that person, right? Think about your future self. And then practically, I mean, we have such wonderful technology these days where we can just take the money out of our paycheck before it hits our account. So that's what a 401k is, right? It's a forced savings plan. So I definitely think people should leverage that technology and really take away the ability, like you're not even making a decision anymore. The decision is made for you. And I think that's the best bet right there. Remove yourself from the equation. This is going to lead me into Paco's law. Yes. Which I want you to share with people about this law named after you. I call this law Paco's law. And it was an observation that I've made anecdotally within my own life, with my behavior, with my partner's behavior, with all the people who I worked with. And the law states that however much money you have in your account is what you will spend. And so if you put all of your paycheck into your checking account, you're probably going to spend it. And so through that thinking and through observing that with other people, I came up with this concept called splitting the check. And it is one action that you can take, one way of managing your finances that you can implement literally today that I think will eliminate a whole bunch of decisions that you have to make down the line. It's one decision that you make that helps. It's like the Pareto principle. Have you heard of this Pareto's law where, you know, 80% of your results come from 20% of your actions? This is the 20% of your actions that are going to create that 80% of results. Splitting the check. We are all familiar with this concept. We've gone out to dinner with folks and we split the check amongst a few people. I want you to split the check with your paycheck. And I want you to split the check only into three broad categories. There's your essentials, which I call your bills and life. There's your non-essentials, which I call your fun and your BS. And there's everything that goes into saving for the future from your emergency fund to your retirement. And I call that future and goals. Now, when you get your paycheck in a perfect world, your future and goals money never, it just gets pulled from before it even hits your account and goes to your that you know your 401k. But what I want people to do is I literally want them to have two separate checkings, checking accounts. All right. So I've been saving on shopping this year by only buying new clothes when I've sold some clothes that I no longer wear. And what this has done is it's forced me to be super wise when I'm adding clothes back into my closet. I want to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and that's where Quince comes into play. You can go see for yourself all the awesome stuff they have, especially for summer right now, like European linen dresses and blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 14-karat gold jewelry, so much more. And if you're like me, you're like, hmm, this just seems too good to be true. Well, what Quince does is they partner directly with top factories, and they cut out the cost of the middleman, and they pass the savings on to us. So we are getting things for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. For example, I'm literally looking on their website right now at this open knit cover-up maxi dress that'll be great for the summer, 100% organic cotton, and it's $49.90. It could retail for $148, so that's 66% savings. And with warm weather here, you need to check out Quince 
All you got to do is go to quince.com slash Amy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's com slash Amy. You're going to get free shipping. Again, 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash Amy. Ah, summer, the best time of the year. Usually it doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices and vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With IKEA, your plants can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. But what I want people to do is I literally want them to have two separate checkings, checking accounts, one for the essentials and one for the non-essentials. And you fund those accounts according to how much you need for the essentials. And if you're just starting out and you don't have a lot of extra money, truly what's ever left over would go into the fun account. And then you don't have to think about it, right? You don't have to think if I buy pizza or beer or a gift for my friend with this money, am I going to, is my check going to bounce? Or am I going to have enough to pay for that other bill? You don't have to think about that because that's already taken care of in your other checking account. So it's like a way of understanding that Paco's law is a real thing, but like doing jujitsu and setting up your accounts so that you don't become victim to it. So if your fun BS account is low, then you're done having fun for that month or till your next paycheck. Yes. The other reason why I like this is because, you know, you can take all this action, you can do all the planning, and then you have to face the reality of what's going on. And that was hard for me. I did this with my business accounts. And I remember being like, oh, very clear. It's very obvious that I just have to make more money in my business, which nobody likes being told that, right? Like if I sat down with somebody and they're like, I have financial problems, Paco, and I looked them in the eye and I was like, well, simply you need to make more money. You know, it's like, duh, right? A lot of people feel that way. (laughs) A lot of people feel that way. But if I gave you a tool that allowed you to feel like, okay, I have some control right now. Cool. It's working. But later on, that tool allowed you to come to your own conclusion, which is, if I want more of something, if I want to get out of debt faster, if I want to retire sooner, if I want to retire at all, I need to look at what these numbers are telling me. What does the data say? And that's why I like this this tool, splitting the check, because it gives you autonomy. It puts the power in your hands 
then it also allows you to come to that conclusion when you're ready to come to that conclusion. You mentioned emergency fund. What is the rule behind how much we should have set aside? Yeah, the textbook definition of an emergency fund is three to six months of your fixed expenses. So again, when we're thinking about splitting the check, right, we think about what our essentials are. We have that number. We know that nut. We multiply that by three, four, five, up to six months. And that's how much we should have in our emergency fund. A lot of people will quibble about this, like financial experts now are revising up. They're saying nine months, 12 months. If you work for yourself, they say have a whole year. That's overwhelming. And of course, I recommend that having that much cash is going to feel a lot more secure than having three months. But what I want to say to people is if that feels scary, if you feel a lump in your throat, if you feel like, oh, no, I'm very far away from that. First, just take a deep breath with me here. I know it's a lot. And it's unfortunate that in society, the society that we live in that a lot of the personal responsibility falls on us, right? There's not all these social safety nets that are helping us. But no matter what, even if there were, we would still have to have our own agency. We would still have to make good decisions. And so the thing I want people to focus on is to make savings a habit. You just have to make it a habit no matter how much you can save, even if it's $20. You want to make that a habit and you want to get used to the pain. That's it. You just want to get used to the pain of not being able to spend all of your own money. And slowly over time, as your income goes up, you'll be able to put more away. And I think once you see at the end of the year or after six months of saving, it's going to feel good and it's going to feel bad. It's going to feel good because you put money away, but it's going to feel bad because you think, man, how can I how can I do more? And everybody's on our own journey. We're all on our own path. But really just, just fall in love with that process of saving a little bit of everything you earn. And I want to say, you know, life is full of problems and pain. And I don't want to say that in a way that's like, you know, it, it just sucks and, 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 you know, put it on your pants and go. I'm just saying that I, it's the deal. It's the deal that we make when we, when we come here and we're human beings on planet Earth. Life is full of problems and pain. And I think one of the best things we could do is recognize and accept that. And then look at it from another angle. Well, what problems do you want to have and what ways can this, you know, pain turn into something that in the end serves greater purpose? I think a big problem, at least for me, is sometimes just that natural human drive for more. Uh, yeah. We live in a society where we want more. I think there's a lot that drives us to feel that, that way. I think naturally as human beings, we want better, right? We desire progress. And that's great because that's literally what creates progress, right? That's why we invent things and that's why we yeah, build bridges. And that's why we figure out ways to have clean water. So we want things to be better. And we want more. But then we have all these other quirks happening in our minds where some psychologists believe that human beings are hardwired to have this tendency to compare ourselves to one another. And that makes sense when you think about it, because human beings, we're social creatures. We need to belong to groups. We need to belong to a society in order to survive. And so being able to compare myself to somebody in my group to make sure that I'm strong enough or I'm gathering enough or I'm hunting as much as they are so that I belong, so that they'll protect me, so that I'll survive. That makes sense. But in the modern world, that looks different. It looks like I go to my friend's house and they have an extra room or a nicer carpet or a beautiful lamp. And I think, well, don't I want to be the kind of person that fits into this group that can afford the extra room, the extra carpet, the bigger lamp or whatever? And so I think there's that going on that's driving our desire for more. 
And then we have this concept of the hedonic treadmill, right, which is also called human adaptation. And it's, again, this lovely quirk in the human brain. It's where we get really on this treadmill. And the treadmill is our brain being flooded with feel-good chemicals like dopamine and serotonin. And that comes from, again, things that we've created. Like we can get caught up in this cycle with online shopping, right? We we feel bad scrolling because we're comparing ourselves to others on social media. And then lo and behold, the remedy to our pain is a sponsored ad. So we buy that thing from the sponsored ad. We immediately feel better. The package comes. We get flooded again with this response. And we're trapped in this cycle of consuming more. You know, the way to counteract this is... Aristotle basically came up with this other way to look at holistic happiness and a general sense of well-being. And it's not this hedonic treadmill. It's He calls it eudaimonic wellness. And it's more about like what you were saying earlier, Amy, finding other creative ways to feel, to feel good without spending money. And it's like being challenged. And that could be anything from running marathons to trying to make a pavlova to doing pasta handmade, to learning how to build a fire, to, um, you know, riding your bike 90 miles. These challenges, there are, they're a way for us to struggle. We, we feel better in a larger sense. It's not just a quick dopamine hit that makes us feel better. It's this struggle and this progress that we watch ourselves make, which I guess full circle allows us to achieve more, but in a much more balanced, healthier way. I feel like I get a dopamine hit when I go to Target. I always end up with more than I went there for. And it feels good in the moment. But I normally regret some of the purchases. It's much harder to take the time and ask yourself, what is it that you either want to feel or you want to avoid feeling by going to Target and getting that quick fix? You know, double click on that and trying to figure out what what's going on there. And oftentimes has nothing to do with money. It has to do with something else, with you wanting to feel a different way. And I think it that's worth exploring because those, like, like you said, those are the things that are just, they're going to feel more meaningful in the long run. Ah, uh, summer, the best time of the year. Usually it doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. And vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With IKEA, your plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. 
And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. A friend was over for dinner the other day, and, you know, we were just making conversation around the table, asking questions, and this friend said to my daughter, like, hey, what's something that makes your mom happy? And her response without missing a beat was clean countertops. Wiping down the countertops is a simple way for me to reset, especially when the smell is just right. And by smell, I'm talking about coconut. Coconut scented Clorox Sentiva is my go-to. And I personally love that she answered that without hesitation. That means she knows me well, and that's really special. And of course, yeah, I do love clean countertops. I love wiping them down. I will always choose the smell of coconut over anything. I don't know what scent matches your vibe, but there's coconut, there's grapefruit, there's lavender. And again, for me, it's always going to be coconut. My kitchen smells like a little tropical vacation when I use it. And I love that with Clorox, I know I'm getting a really good clean as well. So it's a powerful clean and a refreshing scent. Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. You can get yours now at a retail store near you. Let's pivot to finances in a relationship. What are your thoughts on one person being the designated money and finance person? And then also, should couples have joint accounts or separate accounts, in your opinion? Great questions, Amy. I wish that more people would want to engage in their finances, but I'm in a partnership and it's not it's not going to shock anyone to hear that I'm the one that really pays the most attention to the finances. <laughs> and, you know, I noticed this with partnerships is whatever you're good at, you get better at and whatever you're not good at, you tend to get worse at. And it's because like when you come together, right, my wife's a great project manager and anything that involves project management in our lives, she just takes the wheel and I just get crappier and crappier at project management. And I watch that happen with our finances. And I really do try to encourage her to engage. I mean, you're asking a really hard question. It's like, how do you create this intrinsic desire within people to care? If I knew that answer, I'd probably be president of the world, right? So I don't know that answer. I think a lot of my work is wrapped up in trying to remind people that this is important and there's a lot of different ways we can approach having conversations about money. There's a lot of different ways that you can conceptualize what money means to you in your life and how to practically handle that. And so I think my job is to highlight finances in this way and to get those people who have felt excluded before feel included in this conversation. Money is for everyone. Investing is for everyone. I know that like it was only a few generations ago where like you had to be like literally only a dude to be able to open up an investment account, but it's not like that anymore. And I'm jumping up and down saying, this is for everyone. Let's all get engaged, you know? So I guess I don't have the clear answer to that, except if you're the person who's handling the finances in your partnership, maybe try to engage your partner. Try to ask them, hey, can we set up an appointment or a money date? every other week on the calendar where we just kind of sit down and we could talk about our financial goals and I can show you what I've been doing with our finances so that you can feel much more engaged. 
And I will say that I think everybody should have some of their own personal savings, especially because women have women in heterosexual relationships, especially there's dynamics that are and have happened throughout history, right? It hasn't been that long since women could have a credit card, since women are have been working. And so we're seeing this tension right now, right? We're seeing things like the wage gap and we're talking about it. We're jumping up and down about it. And it's because we're going from how things used to be to how things are going to be. And we're caught in this in between. We're crossing this rickety bridge together. And when we think about this, we think about how things were very different only a generation, two, three generations ago. I think it's really important for women to have their own emergency fund because we don't know what's going to happen. You just don't know. And I don't think that this is secret money that you have to keep from your partner. You can say, hey, I have my own personal emergency fund and it's mine. And if and if you have a problem with that, maybe we have a larger problem here to talk about. Maybe it's a greater issue to talk about. But I would encourage everyone to have their own personal emergency fund. Now, your other question is, how do we combine finances? What do I think about joint accounts? I think that you're going to know your partner best. You're going to know yourself best. And the way to approach this is to first look at that. But I do think it's really healthy for partners to have something that they have together so that they're working towards the same financial goals, right? So that they're on the same team. So a joint checking account where they both put money into it and they pay for joint expenses, I'm all for that. But I do think partners should have their own separate fund and VS accounts. And the reason why is because I think it will remove a lot of friction and it will eliminate a lot of conversations that just don't need to happen. If my partner, you know, if she has, let's say, $500 a month that she can spend freely however she wants, great. She can spend that all on the first day. And we never have to talk about the fact that she spent it all on the first day. That's how she chose to spend it, right? Me, on the other hand, I'll hoard my money for months and then I'll buy like a, a guitar or something, right? Or I'll put it into crypto just to see what all the fuss is about. And we don't have to have that conversation because we've earmarked that money for ourselves, right? So it eliminates that friction, that tension of like, do we have to talk about everything? And then it gives partners autonomy. So having a joint account that they put money in towards shared expenses while having separate accounts, it's like two birds, one stone, right? You're, you still have autonomy. You get to spend money freely on your own, yet you're on the same team when it comes to joint things. I love that approach. And I'm taking notes. I'm definitely grateful for this conversation. And Paco, I would love to do four things gratitude with you and hear four things that you are currently thankful for. In this moment, I'm really grateful for water. And I'm really, really grateful that it's warm here in Los Angeles. And I'm really grateful for this chair supporting my body. And I'm really grateful that I'm not afraid to use my voice. You know, as you were talking, I was thinking about how I'm also thankful for you pausing earlier in the episode for us to take a deep breath if we're feeling overwhelmed. I always love to pause and breathe. And I love that you led listeners through that as well. So is breath work or maybe even meditation part of your daily practice? Yeah, I've been a meditator since somewhere between 2010 and 2012. I don't remember exactly when I got started, but I've been a pretty regular practitioner for meditation. And I wanted to give you more advice on 
ways that you can prepare to deal with your finances, right? Before you log into your account or before you sit down and do a spreadsheet because you find yourself closing down, you know, shutting down and freezing. Whatever gets you hype, right? Like you, maybe it's the new Taylor Swift album or maybe it's splashing cold water on your face or maybe it's taking your shoes off and, you know, walking on the grass. Whatever it is that's going to make you feel ready to deal with something that is still difficult for you, I would encourage you to incorporate that as part of your ritual before you deal with your finances. That way you've regulated your nervous system and you're taking care of yourself and you're letting yourself know this hasn't felt safe in the past, but it's safe now. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to show you that we're going to be okay. I'm all about anything that affirms that we are going to be okay. So thanks for helping us feel safe with our finances. I know that you put out a weekly newsletter with other thoughtful insights and more practical advice. So to anyone listening right now, if you think that that would be a helpful resource for you, then check out Paco's website, thehellyeahgroup.com. I appreciate you coming on, Paco. Thank you so much. Thank you, Amy. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can really make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through things. Now, BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com. 